Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day. Whom you will serve. But that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day, whom you will serve. But that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We've been talking about the blessing of the Lord, dot, 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 and the dot, dot, dot is called an ellipsis. I could say the blessing of the Lord ellipsis, but that doesn't make much sense. At any rate, there's a reason the dot, dot, dot is there. It's because of the next few words. Proverbs 10.22 says, The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. Is that really what the scripture means? Is that really what it says? And as we've studied, it absolutely means what it says, and it says what it means. Yesterday, we were talking about supernatural streams for God to supply, for God to bring a blessing financially into our lives in any way. You know, we don't have to have a rich uncle for God to bless us. We keep looking for natural streams when there are actually supernatural streams. It's straight from heaven out of the throne room of God to meet our needs and to help us, our daily bread. And I believe that God wants us to prosper and be in health above all. I believe it's his will that the church be strong financially, that we might prepare ye for the way of the Lord. The preaching of the gospel can be expensive because of modern technology, but because of modern technology, we can reach so many people. It's amazing. Wouldn't God want to supply that need? Well, if you've been given a vision and instructions by God, I also believe that he will give you the provision to do that. What about supernatural debt cancellation? That's interesting, isn't it? Not just debt cancellation, but supernatural debt cancellation. Yeah, I believe that God can do that too, without a rich uncle or a big business or an inheritance from someone who just passed away. There's a story of the widow's debt in 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord, and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, Your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, Go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons, and then pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. Now it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. And he said to her, There is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil, and pay your debt and you and your sons live on the rest. Now think about that. 
She had a problem with debt. There was no answers, no way, no natural streams for a blessing to come to help her. And the prophet spoke up, and she spoke to him. He gave her some specific instructions. She obeyed and followed it, and God blessed her. It's a supernatural stream. Supernatural debt cancellation out of nowhere? Well, not really. It's out of the throne room of God, out of his riches in glory, out of the treasures of heaven. Now, God used a natural stream, but it was a supernatural natural stream of oil. <laughs> and then there's a story of the borrowed axe head in Second Kings chapter 6, verses 1 through 7. Another debt cancellation. And the sons of the prophets said to Elisha, See now, the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. Please let us go to the Jordan and let every man take a beam from there and let us make there a place where we may dwell. So he answered, Go. Then one said, Please consent to go with your servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them. And when they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. But as one was cutting down a tree, the iron axe fell into the water. And he cried out and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. So the man of God said, Where did it fall? And he showed him the place. So he cut off a stick and threw it in there, and he made the iron float. Therefore he said, Pick it up for yourself. So he reached out his hand and took it. Think about that. That's supernatural debt cancellation. He had borrowed the axe head, and it had fallen off into the water. It's impossible for an axe head to float. But God met his need. It was a supernatural stream. You see, we don't need a natural stream for God to bless us. If there isn't a natural stream for the prosperity of God to come, well, God can do it supernaturally. I believe being debt-free is a blessing from God. It makes sense to me. I'm believing to be debt-free. How about you? But sometimes we think, well, how's that going to happen? Where's the natural stream where it can come through? I don't have that big business. I don't have that big paycheck. I don't have a way to get a raise. I'm on a fixed income. But God can still do it. He can do it supernaturally. So all we need to do is obey the call of God on our lives, be faithful to him, and he will meet our daily bread one way or another. Then there's the story of the temple tax. The temple tax was an annual tax for the maintenance of the temple. Very interesting. Every Jew over 20 was expected to contribute to the upkeep of the temple. Hmm. Sounds like what we use the tithe for today. I'm glad we don't have a tax to pay the church that it can be done by faith through our tithes and offerings. How about you? But Matthew chapter 17, verses 24 through 27 says, And when they had come to Capernaum, those who received the temple tax came to Peter and said, Does your teacher not pay the temple tax? And he said, Yes. And when he had come into the house, Jesus anticipated him, saying, What do you think, Simon? From whom do the kings of the earth take customs or taxes, from their sons or from strangers? Peter said to him, From strangers. Jesus said to him, Then the sons are free. Nevertheless, lest we offend them, go to the sea, cast in a hook, and take the fish that comes up first. And when you have opened its mouth, you will find a piece of money. Take that and give it to them for me and you. Talk about a supernatural debt cancellation. And it was enough to pay the temple tax for both Jesus and Peter. Amazing, isn't it? Kenneth Copeland had a word from the Lord about debt. He prophesied, debt is a financial sickness. It's a financial leprosy. It is an attempt to do with the natural world's monies and abilities what I, God, created the blessing to do for you. Only it is a burden and not a blessing. Debt is part of the curse. 
If you'll begin to confess the word, you'll be shocked and thrilled at how quickly you will have the glory arise and drive the debt out of your life. Makes a lot of sense to me that God would like us to be debt free. I'm believing for it. How about you? And it can happen supernaturally outside of our own abilities and strength. Here's some more supernatural streams of provision. This one's called the wedding wine. Remember that in John 2, 1 through 11? On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Jesus said to her, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. Now there were set there six water pots of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing twenty or thirty gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, draw some out now, and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. When the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom. And he said to him, Every man at the beginning sets out the good wine, and when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior. You have kept the good wine until now. This beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. That was Jesus' first miracle. Amazing. A miracle of provision and a supernatural miracle of provision outside of the realm of man's ability. And then there's the story of the fish and loaves. John 6, 5 through 14, another miracle of provision, another supernatural stream of provision outside of man's ability to manifest. John 6, 5 through 14, then Jesus lifted up his eyes and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, where should we buy bread that these may eat? But this he said to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may have a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There's a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? Then Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples and the disciples to those sitting down, and likewise of the fish as much as they wanted. So when they were filled, he said to his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. Therefore they gathered them up and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which were left over by those who had eaten. Then those men, when they had seen the sign that Jesus did, said, This is truly the prophet who has come into the world. Wow. George Pearson's has two books that he has produced on 50 Days of Prosperity, Volume 1, and 50 Days of Prosperity, Volume 2. They were TV shows that he had done with Gloria Copeland, and all of his notes from each session are in there. They're excellent. I recommend you get them. And in there, Kenneth Copeland and George Pearson were saying that sowing is a supernatural action. Those who give shall walk in the ways of the supernatural. When you sow into the kingdom of God, you reap from the kingdom of God. Giving and tithing are supernatural acts. Expect to receive supernatural things. And there are many supernatural streams of provision and income available in God's kingdom. So believe and receive. And then the amazing Proverbs 10.22. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Have you ever noticed how rich people can be so unhappy? 
Have you ever noticed how their money doesn't seem to solve their problems? Well, that's why I like the scripture, because the blessing of the Lord makes one rich without the sorrow, without the worry, without the toil, without the problems. I really like that. A lot of it has to do with our attitude, our understanding, and our purpose in life. That's why it says he's given us the ability to produce riches, that we may establish his covenant on the earth. It's with a definite purpose and a definite goal in life. Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. And where will it come from? Philippians 4.19, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. It'll come from the treasuries of heaven. 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. And that is the will of God. How do we know? Because it's the same will we have for our own children. Well, that's all the time we have today. So I call you blessed. Have a great day. See you tomorrow. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.